0: Yes, hello guys. Thanks for tuning in to what some people call the sound of the start of your weekend. That is the mtt 20 betting show sponsored by Fanslide. I'm on the line with my friend and colleague, George Ellick. And if there's an extra spring in the step of our voices today, it can only mean one thing, George. We might have a reduced slate of EFL action. I think there's 17 games across Leagues 1 and 2, but we'd be distracted anyway, won't we, by a certain golfing event over on the other side of the pond.
1: Uh, is that this weekend? I had no <laughs> idea. I uh, think
0: you like the Masters more than anything I like in the whole world, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I I actually slept quite well last night, which was a surprise, because um, normally it doesn't go so uh, so easily the, the night before the Masters. It is, yeah, pretty good sporting um Drama, But that's not to say that I won't be keeping a very close eye on all of the League One and League Two games. And certainly the Masters will take a back seat Mm. um, for a couple of hours on Friday evening when we've got Bolton against Salford. We're going to preview the game in detail later. But now's probably a good time to mention that our sponsors, the betting show sponsors, Fanslide, have moved heaven and earth but well, not the top 20 listeners. They've changed their whole relationship with Opta purely to get <laughs> that game on FanSlide on Friday evening. So we're going to preview it later, but thanks so much to the FanSlide guys for their continued support. Thank you so much for them for getting that game up. The first, you know, the world's first ever live in-play fantasy football game covering League 2. Um they are truly wonderful sponsors. So uh, make sure you follow them on Twitter. Make sure you keep listening out um, for our preview of the game and please do join us 7:45 live on Sky. Um, we're not going to be in at the Sky Studios, but we'll be we'll be sitting at home on the sofa. The Masters on the iPad, the footy on the TV, playing playing fan slide against all of you lovely people. Friday night game Bolton Salford and the Monday night game between
0: Argyle and Pompey, which is also live on Sky. They are both fan slide games, and we hope that you will enjoy them with us. We'll see you in the chat um, for all the the witty back and forth that we get, the competitive juices flowing after my win. On the Chelsea-Manchester United game last Sunday, that trip to the driving range to fine-tune a few things end up going almost too well. Now the expectations are raised, um, but both very excited about that Bolton-Salford game on Friday, which we will preview later on. This podcast is for over-18s only. Fan side, I should say, is free to download and totally free to play. Um, But on this podcast, we're going to be talking about some betting selections ahead of the weekend. Gambling comes with risks. Most of you know them by now. If you don't feel like you do, BeGambleAware.org provides all the information uh, to do with the risks that surround gambling. Do check that out. Please do not bet more than you can afford to lose. Last week, we had a not a not a fantastic week. My 2-1 to nap of Barnsley came in against Derby. There wasn't a huge amount else. Uh, George's nap, Borough, draw no bet uh, was nil-nil. You explained very well why you were backing draw no bet and rather than Borough uh, outright, and you were proven correct, and you get your stake back for that, obviously. Thank you. As it was a draw. Uh, the Wickham draw no bet was a loser, as was Preston, as was my Millwall selections. So, uh, not a great week in general. My first goal scorer pick, Andre Ayew, hit the post and was followed by Tim Krul alongside his teammate Jamal Lowe, but did not score first. The one I was most cool game. E- the, the one I was most excited about that Aaron Martin pick. I thought I'd uncovered a gem in the Harrogate-Skelmersdale game. Uh, Harrogate scored after one minute, uh, but Martin was not on the pitch. So that bet was void and there was no
1: luck for Harry Suter, sadly. Um, <laughs> what about this weekend, George, in the EFL? Yeah, I've got a nap starting in League Two and I can't say I'm having many bets this weekend, but this is this is the one that I'm having a very decent crack at because it's, uh, it's Bradford against Exeter And it is X to draw no bet at 10 to 11. I cannot for the life of me work out why Bradford are favourites for this game. Bradford have won three games this season. Those three games have come against Stevenage at home, Southend at home last time out, and then away at Mansfield. The three worst teams in the division so far. Against other sides, against the better sides at least, they've been very, very poor. Looking at their recent home record as well, they were beaten 3-0 by Newport. They were beaten 1-0 by Harrogate in a game live on Sky where they could have easily lost that game by a similar scoreline. I mean, the the level of dominance Harrogate showed that day was huge. They had a decent one-all draw against Walsall, but generally they've been really poor under Stuart McCall. A couple of away wins to throw in there as well. Barrow, of course, finally getting off the mark against Bradford, Bolton, a side who haven't won many games this season, winning one nil against Bradford as well. They are just, in my view, a pretty poor League Two side, who've only managed to pick up points against the worst. Then we get to Exeter, who have been, you know, just consistent under Matt Taylor over the last two and a half seasons. They are a side who we know are gonna be one of the top five or six in the division. They're a side who pick up points pretty freely and crucially they are a really difficult side to beat I mean they haven't lost a game this season since losing to, to Port Vale back on the 19th of September their away form is very good they are unbeaten away from home in their last six they have only won one of those games I should point out and that's why I'm taking the no bet here because whilst I'm convinced that you know, Exeter are the more likely side to win and I think that they're the value for that reason um I don't want to lose my money if they avoid defeat again, which is part of their record, part of their good away record. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm all over this. I I can't work it out at all. Um, You know, you look at the data side of things as well and Exeter rank kind of a a high mid-table team. Bradford at best mid-table, but their last few performances have shown a a big drop off. I can't work it out. I mean, if I, if if when we get to three o'clock on Saturday, if Exeter aren't favourites, then... I don't really know what's going on. Um, so uh, let's make the most of it now. 10 to 11. Um, I mean, uh, what price should they be to win the game? I mean, 6 to 4? Maybe a bit shorter? So 10 to 11, draw a no bet. It just seems like a massive, massive price to me. I'm absolutely all over it. That's my nap.
0: Sometimes I just feel like you should say how you feel, George. Um, okay. Uh, uh, my nap, also in League 2... Also, something that I'm feeling pretty strongly about, actually, and that's Cambridge to beat Barrow this weekend at at two point two. It's it's a docket in League Two with a ton of teams basically between evens and two point five. And looking at all of them, Cambridge are, are definitely the ones for me. You've got Forest Green, the data darlings, at even money at home to Mansfield, but you wouldn't you wouldn't bet against a a, a new Mansfield under Nigel Clough, would you? You could probably say the same for. For Port Vale, Tranmere, Vale 2.15, best price at home to Tranmere, who of course have been poor this season, but seem to be enjoying themselves a little bit more now that Mike Jackson has left. Oldham at home to Scunthorpe 2.1. You'd happily back against Scunthorpe in any game here, but would you be fully confident as an Oldham backer in any football match, given their inconsistencies, given their frailties? Mm, probably not, I wouldn't say. Walsall at South End, best price about 2-1 to one on. So not particularly excited about that one. Harrogate against Crawley, 2.15, best price. But I wouldn't be backing against John Yems' freewheeling, free-scoring Crawley at the moment. Um, So Cambridge is the one that I've landed on that I just like a lot. We spoke at length on the Monday podcast, which I hope that you guys have listened to because it wasn't talking about individual games. We took uh, an overview of all three divisions so far. And I think although we, we don't talk, betting we don't talk punting on the monday pod i think there's probably some some interest there from a betting perspective about yeah. the the sorts of things that we were talking about looking at teams who we thought might rise or fall and etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera. so do give that a go this this weekend if you haven't listened already um i think cambridge being slightly underrated in terms of the xg numbers they're not they're not far off the top of the table but they're not quite there and i think i think because of that um, some people are rating them a little lower than their current league position. And I don't think that's fair. So I'm going to try and take advantage of that. Uh, they are perhaps running a bit hot with defensive numbers that the goals that they've conceded is a lot lower than those uh, that the XG would suggest they could have conceded. They have also had a fair few penalties given this season, haven't they? So those do boost the, the uh, attacking XG numbers. But I think the big caveat that was pointed out on Monday was they've been ahead for almost 50% of their League Two games this season. Total minutes played, the the second best record in the league behind Cheltenham for that game state affects the underlying numbers hugely, especially early on in the season. And for the most part, they've had no trouble getting themselves ahead, and not too much trouble holding on to those leads. So, I think they're being underrated, and I'm just, I, I I'm confident that Cambridge under Mark Bonner are, and we've said this a number of times this season, are at the very least. Very settled in their system, know their roles, have ways of creating chances, and an extremely good creator of chances in Wes Hoolahan. Have two strikers certainly on good form in in Ironside and Mullin. Uh, have a a, a sturdy defence, and I just I like this side. As for Barrow, who they're playing this weekend, a good start to life in League Two. Of course, they didn't win for a while, and then they they sort of got over the hump with two wins. Most people's major concern about Barrow, or ours certainly, was how much of their success was tied to Ian Evatt and therefore how much they might struggle without him. The answer so far, not a huge amount. They've been impressive. I think David Dunn deserves credit for that and it deserves to be recognised. But they've suffered from some bad defensive lapses at times. I think like Harrogate, they've suffered from some poor game management a bit of inexperience at the level some people might say and the two top teams they've played so far Barrow Newport and Carlisle uh, they've lost to them both i just think Cambridge are at a higher level or maybe two levels higher than barrow um and at 2.2 i think for a side where cambridge are a side that i rate pretty highly uh, i think it's it's the nicest price out there so cambridge at 2.2 6 to 5 that's with will hill best price their odds against everywhere so I'm getting well involved with Cambridge United this weekend up the Mark Bonner Um, I'm excited about that one Uh, what's next
1: for you yeah at risk of just repeating what you said um, my (laughs) the reasoning for my next pick is is kind of laid out in the Monday pod so anybody who only listens to us for our pearls of betting wisdom lol um, should uh, go back and listen to the Monday show because there is a lot of stuff in there that could be handy Uh, it's crew draw no bet at home to Peterborough Um, at about the 13 to 8 point. Um, This one, I I really rate Peterborough, and I think they're very good at football, and I think they're probably going to be one of the teams who um, is at least involved in a promotion race in May, if we get that far. Um, I don't think crew are as good as them, and I don't think they're as bad as their league table position suggests. I'm just not necessarily convinced that Peterborough are as good as they've looked recently either. So it's kind of like a thing where it's it's a side where it's a side who I think are going to be on the way up against a side who I think are going to be coming down a little bit, not much, playing against each other. Um, Crew's last two home performances against Gillingham and against Lincoln were far better than the 1-0 scorelines that they lost by. Against Gillingham, they totally battered them. And again, they lost 1-0. Against Lincoln, especially in the first half, they had plenty of chances to take the lead. They are just the side, in my opinion, who are not getting the rubber the green at the moment. Their, their game is a very low margin. They, I think they've scored eight goals and con- conceded nine so far in the league. So they're, you know, they're good defensively. But for Peterborough, it's more of an issue. I, I would say it's gone the other way. They, they've rode their luck at times this season. Um, You know, you look at the Shrewsbury game where one all Shrewsbury looked like they were going to spring a bit of an upset and then a red card completely changes the complexion of that one and and Peterborough ran out 5-1 winners, even with Bristol Rovers um, created a fair amount against them. I watched the whole 90 minutes of Oxford playing there a few weeks ago and again, Oxford created plenty of chances in the game to to take the game to them but ended up losing that one as well. I I just feel like even though they're not going to slide massively, their defence, they're conceding too many chances the games are too marginal for them to continue picking up points the, the way they are. And, you know, the, the performance in the Burton, where they drew two all against a side who are one of the poorest in the league, serves as evidence that this isn't a posh side who are just going to blitz everybody out. And they're going away to a team and crew who I think are, at worst, a kind of a mid-table side, who I think, against any team in this division, are going to give a good account of themselves, definitely have the attacking players um, to trouble any team in the league. And have barely conceded any goals. I, I think it's just a big, you know, posh being even money favourites is is a lay in my book. Um and maybe if you're gonna play on the exchange, that would be the way to go, just lay posh. But given the margin that the sports books give you, the um you know the double chance is eight to eleven, which I'm not too interested in. So I'll I'll stick to the draw bet at thirteen to eight. Um crew definitely a team to keep an eye on uh, for an upward charge and, and posh, I just think are probably due a couple of disappointing results.
0: Okay, I am going to League One next, like yourself. Accrington to beat Northampton, 2.7. I feel like that price is too high. You have spoken a little bit about your concerns for Northampton Town. They've been really poor recently. It's not looking like their uber-direct style of play, which was uh, so effective in the playoffs, uh, is, 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 I guess, robust enough to work week to week, or rather twice a week, as the case is at the moment uh, in League One, and they're suffering from a lack of quality at both ends of the pitch. Uh, An Accrington side who are, if you look at the league table, down towards the bottom, but only because they've only played seven games. They haven't played for a few weeks. They've basically missed this crazy chunk of action uh, in the last uh, two and a half, three weeks because of, of COVID. Uh, they're back now. They played in midweek in the, in the Pizza Cup, and they beat Barrow in that one. Um, they've, they've got 12 points from seven games which is good enough for ninth in terms of points per game so they've actually been a, a good side this season on the pitch, Accrington and I'm, I'm guessing a little I'm hoping that they're pretty fresh uh, compared to a Northampton side that will have played uh, a ton of football in the last few weeks, it, it's been such a tough period for the teams that have been playing all these games, and uh, I suspect Accrington will be uh, will have just a little bit extra in the legs, uh, and just generally here, um, I just think they're the better side, and I hope that that'll play out, and and it really was, you know, th- there's there's definitely. It it was mainly the price that caught my eye here, just because I do think Accrington are a fair bit better than Northampton. So at 2.7, I want to get involved with that. Um, We're going to talk about Bolton Salford on Friday night. Really looking forward to that one. Live on Sky, a fan slide game. Just excited to chat that one through with you in a second. I just want to mention a few other little nibbles that I'm having this weekend. Uh, John Marquist to score first on the Monday night game between... Plymouth and Portsmouth. This is an interesting one from a fan slide perspective. Marquis is in insane form at the moment and he's got players alongside him who are feeding him the bullets. He's got seven goals in his last five league games uh, and he is 16-5 to with Bet365. Uh, so just under 4-1 to and the each way terms me they're they're a third of the price uh if he scores any time so if he scores any time but not first we'll be making a bit of profit if he scores first we'll be laughing argyle are fairly desperate defensively i think it's fair to say um very very good going forward that will be a, a good game to watch i suspect on monday night um but i wouldn't trust the argyle back line to, to be able to keep a hold of of marquis who's on such good form at the moment so he's my first goal scorer Striker selection for this weekend, and, and the centre back is Dan Scar. Uh, I spoke about him recently, but maybe for the last time because I don't want to bang on about individual people each week. But I'm backing Dan Scar of Walsall to score first against South End. I'll be backing him each way because we're expecting this Walsall side to have a lot of chances against a South End side whose defensive organisation is horrendous. Um, the reason it's Scar is because he's he's had the most shots this season without scoring of any centre-back in League 1 and League 2, 15 shots already um, in whatever it is, 11 games. So he's constantly in and around it in the action. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, finally he gets one to go in this weekend. And if he does, I want to be on it. Dan Scar, 33-1, first goal scorer each way for Walsall against Southend. Um, We've mentioned the Monday pod. We mentioned it might be of interest to punting uh, for, 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 for punting purposes. Have you got any, at this stage of the season, a quarter of the way through? I imagine this is the sort of week where you might revisit a few anti-post selections, both ones that you've placed and maybe ones that tickle your fancy. Is there anything that stands out to you from the anti-post prices at the moment?
1: Yes, um, there is one... In the championship which is kind of not as strong as the one in league two so i'll start with the championship one and it's coventry to be relegated um this market has quite an interesting look to it now because um wickham have obviously picked up a couple of wins and now don't look like they are the dead certs to go down that we thought previously sheffield wednesday have had their point deduction halved and have sacked gary monk with the likely incoming tony pulis meaning that they are again not a side we can just cast off to relegation Derby currently bottom of the of the table, about to be bought by one of the richest people in the world. And you'd think that will have some kind of an impact probably in terms of who their managers who their manager is and who their players are come the end of January. So it it looked a couple of weeks ago like you could basically only have one team you could fancy to take up the third relegation spot. That's definitely not the case anymore. And for Coventry, you know, they're kind of fifteen to eight, seven to four. Um it, We've spoken at length before about the difficulties coming up from the championships, from League One to the Championship, and how often teams come straight back down. Given how far Coventry improved or exceeded expectations in order to go up last season, I would argue that they could improve massively on what they were last season. Mark Robbins and his team could do a good job, and you know exceed expectations, and they could still get relegated because the leap is so pronounced between the two divisions. When you look at how troubling their underlying data is, especially defensively, they are conceding plenty of of good chances on a fairly consistent basis. And you can understand why, really. Um, You know, you're looking at the season-to-date XG ratio. They are bottom with 33%. Wickham next at 38%. So they are kind of cast off at the bottom, conceding... um, 1.97 1.97 xG per game so two goals a game that is I mean it's that all the signs point to them being as poor um as as a team like Wickham if not worse yeah Wickham is seven on for relegation and they are 15 to 8 so that would be the first one I would go for I, I'd you know I'd, I'd be pretty staggered if you don't get a good run for your money there and that's not odds on quite soon the best one and the only annoying thing here is that the uncertainty in League 2 suggests, you know, who knows what's going to happen in terms of clubs point deductions and, and the like. It's Scunthorpe to be relegated at 11 to 4. Now they have obviously missed games um due to uh, the covid issues. And for some reason that seems to they seem to have some credit in the bank for that reason, but there's little to no evidence at all that they would pick up any points from those games anyway. You look at the bottom of, of League Two, um, South End rooted to the bottom on two points, Scunthorpe on four points. But you look at the underlying data, the XG data, and they are remarkably similar. For for season to date so far, Scunthorpe are actually bottom in the XG ratio with with um with 31.43, South End 31.53. So they are cast adrift down towards the bottom. South end are one to twelve for relegation. Off. I mean, I, I can't see any reason myself. Why, why Scunthorpe shouldn't be as you know, not as short. Maybe because they have those games in hand, but like a hell of a lot shorter than eleven to four. If we're looking at the issues of clubs going bust, Scunthorpe seem to be one of those in a lot of financial difficulty anyway. Looking at the other teams around them in the market, Stevenage seven to two. If you listen back to Monday's pod, um, they are a side who the data suggests they are due some good luck and and are due some points fairly soon. Oldham on an upward trajectory as a barrow. Mansfield have just appointed. Um, Nigel Clough, which I think we can expect them to to improve, measure you know a lot. Grimsby at twelve to one are the ones you could probably have you know four points on Scunthorpe and one point on Grimsby, and I think you're sitting in a, in a pretty good position. I cannot work out at all what the thinking is behind that Scunthorpe price. I really can't. So Scunthorpe eleven to four, um, Coventry fifteen to eight. Maybe have a little double. You know why not? I, I think that's going to be um, one two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll go close. It would take a big turnaround of performances from both of those sides to or or some some save something to save them off pitch with other clubs getting into financial difficulties to to affect that. But if if South End I mean I know that South End are one of those as well with financial difficulties, but if South End are one to, one to twelve for relegation, there's absolutely no way it's gonna an eleven to four shot. No chance.
0: Okay, nice. Let's turn our attention to finish off the pod to this Friday night game live on Sky. Live on Fanslide between Bolton and Salford. I think it's a really interesting game on both sides here. Firstly, the headline, I guess, and I'm sure where a lot of the uh, the pre-match coverage will focus, is on the appointment of Richie Wellens as Salford manager. This is his first league game in charge. Uh, They won in the FA Cup last weekend... They won in midweek in the uh, Pizza Cup as well. Same goal scorers in both games, uh, Bruno Andrade and uh, Dizaruve. So both of those sort of staking a claim to to get a league start here. I think um, you know it wasn't necessarily Salford's first team playing in either of those games. So the first team should be fairly fresh. Uh, on the other side, George, you've got Ian Ever, who we've spoken about a lot in the recent weeks. Very little of it uh, positive either on the pitch or with comments off the field. But, you know, it's a big chance for people to get a look at Ian Everts' style of play, which is talked about a lot, but without many League Two games on live TV and full matches available for for the casual fans, um, maybe people won't have seen what it looks like. So that's what we've got in store on Friday night. Uh, You've taken a look at this game and I'd be interested to know what you think will happen.
1: I I think it's easy to get caught up in the trap here of focusing too much on... Richie Wellands. I think when you're when you're kind of looking from a betting perspective at what's happening in this game, you almost have to take any impact, positive impact that Welland is gonna have as a bonus, right? So you should you shouldn't kind of in my opinion, you shouldn't weave that into your thinking because you know it's it's a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult thing to put your, to, you know, necessarily impact early on. Um, you know, for the same reason why we thought that Ian Everett, you know. And his appointment at Bolton shouldn't necessarily mean that Bolton should be favourites. I think you want to see evidence of the impact that Wednes is going to make before you start factoring that into your thinking. So it, the way I'm looking at this is take this as, as the Bolton that we've seen so far this season, playing against the Salford that we've seen so far this season, and try and work out where the angle is. And the good news is, is that I think that you know it is with Salford. I think Salford at, at five to four represent a, a cracking bet. Um The... And that means that if we do see the positive impact, if, if Wednesday does manage to improve them by any stretch early on, then that is just a positive to take on going through. You look at Bol- Bolton's recent home matches since they lost uh, in League Two, since they lost 2-0 to Newport back in September. They played Grimsby, Oldham, Bradford and Mansfield. Now, those are four of the teams that I just, well, three of those four teams, the teams that I just mentioned in terms of the, of the relegation market, In terms of being the favourites Bradford in my view are probably more likely to go down than than at least one of those teams so you've got four games against sides towards the bottom end of the table who aren't performing well and Bolton have mustered five points from those games winning just one they are not a good side currently they seem to have Anthony Sarsovich to thank for about four of their points this season with very late goals um there is, you know, talking about evidence, needing to see evidence of managers doing stuff and improving. There is no evidence so far to suggest that Bolton are any better than a, a lower mid-table League Two side. Now, Salford have, of course, been disappointing by the by the standards that we've set for them. There's no doubt about that. But we've seen on a few occasions that they will beat some of the poorer teams in the division. We saw them blitz Grimsby 4-0 away from home a few weeks ago. We saw them beat Stevenage, a side who, are again, I'm, I'm not convinced are necessarily too poor. We've seen them beat Oldham. We've seen them beat Southend. Fairly comfortably. So, if anything, their best performances have come against sides who are struggling. And we have to kind of forget everything that we think about Bolton as being preseason favourites and lump them in with those sides, in my opinion. um It's not a very good time for Ian Everts. You know, I'm sure he wouldn't, he'd have wished that they'd, they'd have been playing Salford not when Wellens was around. So, I mean, it's, it's not particularly fancy, but I expect Salford to be the dominant side in this game if Wellens can get any impact from his managerial kind of philosophy, then that's great and, and all the better for it. But even if it was still Paul Scholes in charge of this one, I'd probably still be siding with Salford at the prices. It's likely that that Bolton will... Hold on to the ball.
0: We'll have more possession, and you wonder if that might play into Salford's hands again. Maybe focusing too much, maybe putting too much importance on Wellens, given that it's his first game. But his Swindon side certainly were. I mean, they were good in 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 multiple ways going forward. But specifically, uh, springing quick transitions, quick t- counter attacks. They were. Really stand out in that sense last season, and and the defensive structure that they had when other teams were in possession allowed them to to thrive on the counter. Uh, I'm I'm actually going for goals in this game. I find I'm finding it really difficult to um, to call. If I'm completely honest with you, there's a part of me that wonders whether there's just I've got an inkling that Bolton won't be horrendous on Friday night, and I that it's more of a gut instinct than anything else. Um, but I just I I I, I wonder if. There's something about like the the expectations pre-season, the size, you know, the 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 size of the fan base, and how disappointing, how disappointed they have been with the start. The Ferrari over Ian Everts post-match comments. I think like the general. There's been so much uh, negativity around things, and I do wonder if the reality is. Some of the football hasn't been that horrendous. I think they need a lot more incisiveness. Um, you know, they, they've played the most short passes in the league, but they've only scored six goals from open play. Like, there's so much that they need to sort out. The the goalkeepers obviously come in for some flack and has undeniably um, chucked in some howlers. So I can see where the negativity comes from. But I don't think Bolton are going to be horrendous on Friday night, and I think it's going to be a really interesting game uh, and an entertaining game. I'm expecting um, plenty of plenty of shots on both sides, and I'm actually going to take the over 2.5 goals at 11 to 10. Um, but I would say, while ex- while saying that, that I'm finding this one very difficult to, to choose. So this is not a strong strong one for me. But I hope it does have plenty of goals, George, because fan slide games with lots of goals. <sighs> tend to be the most exciting fan slide games. And the ones where it's possible to swing from having started poorly and being down towards the bottom of the leaderboard to being right at the top if you have the right players in the right slots at the right time. Um, I can't wait for Friday night. Uh, watching a League 2 game live on Sky, always exciting. As I said, you know this, these, these are the sorts of games that we rarely get to watch 90 minutes of um, and it can be really valuable to check out these teams. And as you mentioned at the top, it's awesome that fan side have managed to get this game on on the site. It's very rare, um, if you're a League 2 fan or a League 1 fan, that companies or apps or products produce something for you to play along with for your team's games.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's helping provide coverage to League 1 and League 2, which is great. I mean, this is it's definitely the first time I'd have ever been able to... Um, Participate in some kind of gaming around a League Two side, apart from just having a bet, and I'm really excited to do that. Uh, I think we can certainly crown anybody that joins us um, in this one. and We're not going to try and beat our record in terms of, of players because I think that's probably unlikely, um, given it's a League Two game. But I think we can crown people fan slide EFL ultras if, oh, they, yes. if they if they join us in there. Um, it's funny you say that about how early goals make the best fan slide games because last Friday uh, for the Bristol City Cardiff game. Um, just to, you know, because I might change it after this. My tactic has generally been to stick in defenders, three defenders. You know, statistically, the first 15 minutes of a game is the most likely to be goalless. So get your clean sheet, start in, start the game on uh, on 30 points and then go from there. Um, so, and, and my other tactic is basically never to slide out. Don't use your one point um, uh, penalty for sliding out. So suddenly losing my clean sheet bonus of all three of my Cardiff defenders and having to slide players out after a minute put <laughs> on a different kind of tactic and a way of thinking, um, which is good because that is the, the beauty of the game is you can't just sit there and, and sit on your picks. You have to adapt as it goes. For anybody who enjoys you know, betting on this stuff or enjoys fantasy football, do download the Fan Slide app, follow them on Twitter, and join us on Friday night for, for Bolton against Salford. It's going to be, yeah, I'm really excited to play it. And I wonder if maybe you have to kind of think about the players you're picking because the Football in League 2 is slightly different. Maybe. We'll see. Interesting. I can just give one nugget of
0: statistical insight here. The first goal in League Two this season has on average been scored in the 30th minute of the game. Wow. That might dictate some people's strategies. Take us on on Fanslide this Friday night for the Bolton-Salford game. We can't wait to see you there, guys. It's the perfect companion to watching uh, a live football game, especially if you're a fan of Bolton, Salford, Argyle, Pompey. Um, but not limited to them. Do tell your friends about Fanslide if you're enjoying it. Um, we want more and more people to get involved, and uh, that would be great to see you on Friday night and Monday night on Fanslide for those games. Make sure you follow Fanslide on Twitter as well. It's at Fanslide uh, for feedback, for shout outs. They'll follow back as well. So get involved on Twitter at Fanslide. Thanks for listening to this week's betting show. Uh, enjoy the EFL docket this weekend. Enjoy the Masters if that takes your fancy get in touch with us at ntt20pod if you've got anything to say always good to hear from you Uh, and join us again on Monday who knows what we'll be discussing but I'm sure it'll be interesting bye-bye